Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Drinking beer and watching sports is pretty awesome. And one of the few things on par is drinking beer and playing video games. But dropping all that cash on games that end up collecting dust after you're done with them sucks. But there's no sense in trading in old games unless you really want 25 cents off your new one. There's a better way. Gamefly. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS4, PS3, PS Vita, Wii U, Wii, and 3DS, as well as older systems. As a Gamefly member, you can rent as many console and handheld games as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox for one low monthly fee. And if you like a game so much that you don't want to send it back, you can keep it for a low-use price. There are never any due dates or late fees, and Gamefly also offers the ability to rent Blu-ray and DVD movies as part of the regular service at no extra charge. And right now, Gamefly is offering fans of Craft Brood Sports a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get that free trial started today, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. That's GameflyOffer.com slash Sports. Or just head on over to our website, CraftBrewSports.com, and click the Gamefly link in the menu bar. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brewed Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, CraftBrewedSports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. This is Bronson Arroyo from the Cincinnati Reds, and you're listening to Craft Brewed Sports with Scott and Mike. Hey, 
everybody. Welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports. I'm Mike. With me, as always, is Scott. Joe's behind the computers. Scott, uh, you ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? No, I'm old over here trying to figure out how to start a watch party. <laughs> Jane, get me off this crazy thing. But yeah, sure. Let's, let's tap it. You pump up more. Deal, man. Okay, cool. Uh, Joe, how you feeling over there in the uh, in the mask? Warm. Yeah, I bet, man. This is the one time you're like, man, I wish you guys didn't get that heater down here in this basement. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm nice and cozy. <laughs> you guys are confused what's going on here on this uh, this episode of Craft Root Sports. We're doing another punishment episode here. Uh, so I will be eating an entire jar of queso. Scott will be eating. Why don't you tell the, the people what you're going to be eating? I got to eat ketchup on bread and then mayonnaise and banana the Earnhardt sandwich as it's better known as uh yeah how you feeling about that right now i don't want to eat this ketchup sandwich pat yeah. Mahomes can eat it <laughs> i don't want it. hard pass yeah this was a punishment that was inspired by uh pat mahomes robert taylor uh, recommended that one where you have to eat a ketchup sandwich mm-hmm. the dale Earnhardt sandwich that was joe's go-to right you you were the one that found that little treasure yeah i found that on twitter Mm, sounds uh, sounds super disgusting. I still can't do this watch party. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, I'm so looking. Just share I'm it, like, man. Who I'm cares so dumb. at this point? Just share it. I'm so dumb. You are super old at this God. point. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We do have an awesome show for you tonight. We're going to talk the Me versus Nuggets Challenge and Scout Team Radio getting really confused and pumping up something that we're not doing. Uh, we're <laughs> we're going to talk uh, New Orleans going super petty. Uh, oh, you're going to go all in one bite? I thought you were about to eat the whole sandwich in one bite. That's going to be really disgusting. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Dude. We are going to talk about Tory Smith Jr. being dad of the year and teaching his kids some, uh, some real lessons via Madden. We're also going to talk Baseball Hall of Fame. Obviously, that's a, the big story of the week. Oh, um, sandwich. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so be sure to share the show help us out let your friends know that we are live somebody else start a watch party because i can't (laughs) (laughs) you're so old bro um all right well uh before we get into the rest of the show let's get into our would you rather for this week um this one was inspired by the the major league baseball hall of fame so we (laughs) i can't even look at you while you're you got ketchup all over your face like an animal um Major League Baseball Hall of Fame was announced this week. Mariano Rivera, first ever 100% vote getter. I can't get... There we go. Got that. Um, But the big story that that everybody's talking about besides Mariano is the fact that there are still the guys out there who are not getting in. Bonds, Clemens. uh, (coughs) Road users. Yes. Uh, Yeah, so that that leads us to our would you rather. Would you rather (laughs) the steroid users make it into the Hall of Fame? Or, <laughs> or not make it into the yeah, hall. I was gonna say, or not make it a hall of fame. You know, they're really. Big. I didn't want to steal all of it. I didn't want to do the whole thing. No, but. I know that was the funny part because I was like, well, I guess I'll just say the whole thing because I mean, the other option is that they don't or don't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, before, without getting too much into it, why don't we play devil's advocate on this? So, which side do you want to take to start with? Uh, Roid users get in, or road users shouldn't get in? Um, I'll start with road users shouldn't get in. Because at this point, they haven't. And no matter what, when people... How's that cheese? It's not bad. Oh. 
I mean, I've eaten. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm glad it's, it's the first bite. I have to eat an entire jar yeah. of it, so it's going to um, get rough. Anyway, back to the, the statement or the question, but uh-huh. <laughs> I, uh, it's saying that they're not in. Look, they're not in now. And all the conversation has been every year, hey, when are they going to get in? Are they going to get in? Yada, yada, yada. I have a feeling that no matter what happens through the rest of history, the conversation can't be had about the Baseball Hall of Fame no matter what without these guys. So even if they're not in, it's like they're in. That's a good that, point. It's like kind of like Pete Rose. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like, like Pete Rose where right. everybody's like, let Pete in. Yeah, or everybody just assumes, I mean – when you talk about the Hall of Fame, oh, okay, Pete Rose is an in, but his stats always get rattled off, and people are like, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. So even though they're not officially in, they're yeah. still in. That's a good point. I never really thought about it that I way. I never thought about it until just now when until, you asked as me As you the were question. talking? Yeah. No, when you asked me the question, I thought about it, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? We talk about it so much, but when somebody asks me someday, or if there was a Hall of Fame, yeah, sure, there won't be a plaque and a bust and all that. The, the but fancy they're always tied to it. Right. No matter what. There's no way that you can talk about baseball in that era, that 80, 85 through you know mid-2000, early 2000s era without saying, oh yeah, Bonds and Clemens and all these other guys. Yeah, yeah. Existed. No, that's a, and I've so, never heard anybody come in with that stance, and that is... I've never thought about it It's like It's such a good way to put it, because these guys, like Pete Rose, doesn't have to be, it, it, all it is at this right. point is just the plaque. Yes, yeah, that's it. He's t- always tied to the Hall of Fame in no conversation what. somewhere. Right. Man, you're you just always going to talk about. Blew it. my mind on this one. I'm, now I don't know how to vote. I'm, because and, and I know I was going to say this. It's blowing my own mind because I'm like, how did I? How have I never really thought about that? Or how? Yeah, how has nobody else ever kind of said? Yeah, you know what? It's nice and all, but it kind of doesn't matter at the end of the day. Not to say yeah. that if you're in that you just don't think <laughs> anything of it. Right. But for these guys. They know what they did. Everybody who watched baseball during that time knows what they did. If you read anything about baseball during that time, it's not going to not talk about them. Yeah. So they're going to be immortal one way or the other. That's such a good. Uh, that's such a good take. Well, you can uh, vote however you feel. Uh, maybe Scott changed your mind on that one. Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. The poll is live everywhere. So go in and cast your vote. Uh, shout out to. Uh, Joe's dad, who said, that's the best my son has ever looked on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so good dad burn on that one. Uh, and we also got a lot of people joining this watch party. Uh, shout out to Victor Schneider. We got Chris Bowers in here. AJ's in here. Brian Hoffman. Man, I love it. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in and checking out the show. Uh, and Martin! Martin just joined the watch party. Hey, Martin. How's it going, man? Uh, all right. Let's get into our beer of the week for this week. Uh, and let's talk about... This delicious brew. We ordered this one from Tavor recently. This was from like... <laughs> the ketchup sandwich is so disgusting. This man takes a bite off camera. Just off camera. Why would you go off camera for that, man? I was just trying to shove it in. I wasn't thinking. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, anyways... This oh. beer we got uh, from our most recent Tavor shipment. This comes from Decadent Ales. Now, we've done Decadent one other time on this show, and that's when we did their French Toast IPA, which blew our minds because it was the weirdest flavoring ever. It was French Toast flavor followed by IPA. There wasn't like a marriage of the flavor. It was like you took two separate drinks. Yeah. So when we saw another Decadent Ale pop up, we had to get it. This one is their Coco Ecto. Uh, this beer is an 8.7% ABV IPA. But it's a coconut IPA. They say it's like a pina colada IPA. If you like, no. Yeah, thank you. Um, Good. Yeah, we don't. We don't need the live feed cut because we're (laughs) singing pina colada. Uh, But they say it's it's got real coconut in it, tangerine, orange zest. 
Uh, it's a pina colada, but with a juicy, bitter orange garnish. Four caps on untapped, so pretty highly rated uh, among other beers. Let's go to Joe first, our resident IPA fan. Joe, I know it's tough to drink out of your Lucha Libre mask, but what do you think of this one? Uh, let's see how it holds up. Oh, all right. It, I did not expect that coming from Joe off the bat. Uh, Scott, what do you think of this one so far? Very IPA. <laughs> Uh, I will say, though, when I'm not sipping it after ketchup, the coconut flavor. I'm shocked. It's got a lot that. of coconut flavor. I am shocked because I thought the, the hops would kind of mute it enough to where you really <coughs> wouldn't get it. But um, I, I enjoy the haziness. Um, it's it's a little on the bitter side. It's definitely different than that French toast one because, like I said, the French toast one was like two different flavors. This one is like this is coconut IPA. and IPA at the same yeah. time, They're which married. is a very strange. We've talked about how citrus mixed in with the uh, with the IPA tends to cut it a little bit, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. the coconut just kind of makes it strange. It's just a very strange combination. So I this Joe, one Joe's I was right. We'll yeah, see how this holds up. I'm very interested to see one how warming uh, warming up to room temperature is going to do and getting through two cans. Mm, two cans, Sam. Two cans is going to be a little rough, I think. Uh, but decadent ales, Coco Ecto, this week's beer of the week. Shout out to Vor for the beer of the week. Let's get into the upper deck. And we are brought to you as always by Midman Tickets. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh, come on, I set it up there. Nope. nope, you're just going to let me hang. I, was, I wanted to. Go, 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 I wanted to go, go, see go. how it went. You jerk. All I right. was actually preparing myself for a bite of queso. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, though, like we mentioned, Upper Deck brought to you by Minute Man Tickets was owned by a couple of local Ohio dudes or sports fans just like all of us. Minute Man helps customers find the best deals on the market. These guys are all about honesty all the time. Every time someone's got a better price, they'll tell you straight up. Not just sports and concerts, though. They'll help you out with tickets to all the events that you could possibly think of. They'll even sell tickets for you and college football uh basketball is here <laughs> college football was here college football was here basketball's here now uh be sure to hit up minuteman for all of your ohio state xavier or uc a lot of you are needs. already on facebook watching this or hearing this somehow so go ahead and go over to their page like them they do giveaways with merchandise sports and concert apparels and plenty of tickets check them out minutemantickets.com or give them a call 614-943-3000 and avoid all the fees that's 614-943-3000 also their uh, March Madness Pick'em is coming up very soon. Uh, we just got the email today about that. So we're going to sit down to talk with those guys, find out what the prizes are. We will be sure to let you know, but join up on that one. CBS Sports, yes. Man, last, March Madness. Last year, we, we were records. Yes, the largest private group outside of the major group. We're trying to break uh, that again. Yeah, we definitely want to do Help this. Help us out. <laughs> Shout out, Pete. Sorry, Pete asked what we're drinking. Uh, we're drinking Coco Ecto, Pete. Um, we'll talk about it a little bit later too. Sorry, go ahead. It's cool. Well, Monday morning, first thing I did, went went straight to work and was looking for the story uh, about what what person, what innocent person got tweeted every at. time. It's every never, time, never fails. Big game, and especially after the, the the controversial endings of both these games this weekend, you just knew that there was going to be somebody who had the name of somebody unfortunate and was going to share that. Well, after this week. This this name was D Ford, <laughs> and D Ford is a linebacker for the Chiefs. But D Ford is also some random British woman, <laughs> and people started tweeting at D <laughs> underscore Ford and let loose all of the hatred about lining up offsides. And if you didn't see the game, 
there was an interception called back uh, that might have won the game for the Chiefs. Probably would have won the game for the Chiefs. It was heading in that direction. Uh, but the interception was called back because D. Ford was lined up in the neutral zone. So Clearly in the neutral zone. Like, not even she, close. Yeah, it was very egregious. Almost completely offside. Which, in fact, I thought... It was ridiculous that Andy Reid was like, normally they give you a warning for that. It's like, nah, oh, man. Yeah. Not when you're lined up in the other team's backfield. Right, you, yeah. you don't get a warning for that. And so, you know, sure enough, a lot of Chiefs fans just upset. Start... Just go to Twitter and type in D4. Don't do any research. Don't bother to look at pictures. Just don't s- care if there's a blue check or yeah. not. <laughs> Just start tweeting away. Who's this old lady? Yeah. Which is funny because some of the tweets, uh, th- this was great because usually, you know, people don't necessarily react. This British woman was retweeting and throwing things out and just responding to all these things. She had on a whole like timeline full of tweets that she was responding to. And she had a good time with it. Uh, and somebody basically, there were a couple of people that said, I know you're not the real D Ford, but I'm going to complain at you anyway. <laughs> just didn't care. Yeah, didn't care. We're that mad that they were like, I realize you're not the real D Ford, but I don't care. And there was I'm another yelling one. at some D Ford. Right. I don't care. And there was another one that said, I don't know who the woman is in your photo, but you suck and just went off and it was just ridiculous. Uh, but some of the better ones, just to quote, um, somebody had tweeted uh, at D Ford, way to go, man. You sure deserve the franchise tag. And she responded, suits me. I'll go for half the price. I need a haircut. Another one in all caps, somebody tweeted, you took food from my family's mouth tonight because you couldn't get your 300 pound ass on your side. 300 pound she responded, 300 pounds. How dare you, sir? Hashtag double chip. And, you know, D Ford, was, again, having fun with it. She's a little overweight, but she's embracing it and, you know, you, saying that she's not 300 pounds. You know, pounds, she though. was just sitting there and, like, I mean, because she's British, so she's not even, she probably has no idea what's going on to start oh, with. The best part was she was asleep when the Twitter barrage got. That's they're right, because they're on the other side, yeah. So she was asleep and woke up all of a sudden her phone is just blown up. Oh, man. Uh, another one said, uh, thanks, D. Ford, for being offside in regulation game. You would be going to the effing Super Bowl. Um, she responded, oh, please, if you're going to swear, spell it properly. Uh, they spelled effing, E-F-F-E-N. <laughs> Classic. Um, another one said, that's on you at D. Ford, underscore Ford. You can't line up offsides. They teach that in Wee. Terrible. And she responded, in England, we learn proper football. I bet I could do it, even in Wee." <laughs> So yeah, uh, gotta love when this happens because people are just ridiculous about it. But I, I, the fact that she had fun with it and just yeah. started going back, good stuff. Oh man, I I have such a fun image in my head of just some like sweet lady in England waking up and just pouring herself some tea, just laughing at Americans oh, and how God. stupid yeah. we are. The Trumpsters are at it again. <laughs> Time to put them in their places. <laughs> Uh, by the way, we are tagging at D Ford. We're tagging that at D Ford in this show because she's got to be popular now. Do we know how many Twitter followers she has now? She had to double check, up. but I wonder if she got verified off of this. She might have. Now they're really going to be confused because now there's two D Fords with two blue checks. People are about to lose their minds. While you read the next story, I'm going to look that up. Okay, you look that up. Next story is uh, we mentioned this at the top of the show. Tori Smith, he is dad of the year in my book. This dude. Posted something on, I think it was either Snapchat or Instagram, where he was teaching his son a valuable lesson. Never quit. No matter what. When the odds are stacked against you, <laughs> never on. give up. I'm sorry. How many? I have to update you. She has updated her profile 
All caps. Note, I am not the Auburn slash Kansas City Chiefs footballer who is <laughs> at the underscore Ford underscore. I am a boring surveyor from Kent, but now also a firm member of the AU family. Hashtag War Eagle. <laughs> She is one of my favorite. She has 5,547 followers. I don't know how many she had before this, but yeah, wow. We're tagging her in this post. She, this pinned, show she pinned a tweet and said, how much was that franchise fee? Asking for a friend. Good stuff. Uh, all right, anyways, so Tori Smith wanted to teach his son to never quit, never give up. And to drive the point home, he uh, he beat him in a video game. He beat. They were playing Madden, and Tori Smith beat his son one hundred and twenty to twenty-two, bro. If I could ever put up one hundred and twenty points on anyone, I'm doing it. I don't care if you're my son. I don't, I don't oh. care if you're my if you're my dying father. I will. Okay, smoke. but first of all, are they playing fifteen-minute quarters? Because that's what I want to know. I don't know how you can even score that much in five-minute quarters. What dad is playing with his son with fifteen-minute quarters on? That's ridiculous, man. I don't know, man. One hundred and twenty points is insane. I would have quit. And I wouldn't let my dad, my dad's telling me not to quit. I'd be like, you know what? I'm done. 120 points. You're a jerk. And I would say what I really want to say, but we're trying to clean up the show. <laughs> you wouldn't tell Big Vic that. No, nah, I wouldn't tell, tell Big Vic that at all. You'd be sitting there taking would... your lungs, probably crying. <laughs> I do love this idea of Big Vic being like, pick up the sticks, son. Yeah, pick up the sticks. Out. You, you don't put those sticks down, son. No, the mental <laughs> images of the, this are great. <laughs> I love that he then, you know, Instagrammed it and had all the crying, laughing emojis right. on it. <laughs> Relentless. <laughs> they going to learn today. <laughs> By the way, Brian Berkeley just pointed out, uh, D Ford was just five hours ahead, so the British D Ford was still at the pub. She did, she was. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said she was asleep in the story that I read. She passed so out in the pub. That's oh, what happened. Okay, that worked. That worked. That worked. <laughs> Tori Smith, Dad of the Year. Oh man, what's the worst you've ever gotten beaten in a video game? Mm, you know what? All my game, all my losses are a lot are close, and if I did ever lose in a blowout fashion, you're talking maybe two touchdowns. Yeah, nothing, nothing this crazy. Yeah, right? I was gonna say nothing insane. You ever give up triple digits, Joe? I mean, once it gets to you're up 21 points, then it's a whitewash and the game's over. So I like never, this. I like that. Yeah. It never gets to that point. Whether you're losing or winning, it's a whitewash. Game's over. You pass the sticks if you get beat that bad in the second quarter. See, I always lost 14 nothing. Vic yeah. beat me 14 nothing every time because he would get the ball and then control the clock the entire first half and score with like three seconds to go. And then I would get the ball. There'd be three and out, and then he'd take it for the entire second half, and I'd lose 14 nothing. Sometimes he would kneel it as he's going into score to end the game just so that I lost 7 nothing. So brutal. And the time of possession was always like 19-32 to 45 seconds. Cool, man. Thanks. <laughs> All right, oh, moving on. good times. All right, well, this... this By the way, queso one. is not really good anymore. It's already it's already sitting rough in my mm, stomach. Good. Ketchup sandwich is gone. I'm only a quarter of the way through this jar. This is a well, terrible punishment. I gotta this, this, might be, this might be worse than the Mia Khalifa punishment. Nah, that's pretty nah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty bad. Well, while you're eating more cheese, uh, this week, Arkansas football head coach Chad Morris... It, he might be certifiably insane because <laughs> uh, they got uh, snow down there in Arkansas and caused a little bit of uh, hazardous road conditions and whatnot. And, you know, in the south, they don't know how to deal with snow there's, of any type. There's so nothing. It's probably like a dusting and people right. were like, can't go outside. It's snowed. <laughs> you see that white stuff on the ground? What are we going to do? But anyway, uh, his neighborhood was 
you know, snowed in and people were staying at home because the road conditions were awful. But uh, recruits were in town. And, you know, with head coaches, they ain't about to miss a chance to... Never uh, miss a chance. To, to recruit. They're always recruiting. Like, even in their sleep, I'm pretty sure that Nick Saban <laughs> has some way of ESPing out recruits to make sure that he gets... <laughs> uh, well, anyway, with, with these guys in town, he wasn't about to let them not come to his house because he they were supposed to be on campus and then they were coming to his house for a social meeting and get to know you type thing and he was going to have them for dinner you know basically schmooze them wine and dine them and send them on their way so because of the snow this wasn't it looked like it wasn't going to happen i had a lot of parents that are like all right well we're not gonna bring them this dude took it upon himself to go to home depot and buy enough salt to salt his driveway and make sure that they could get there. But he didn't stop at just his driveway. Dude bought enough salt to salt his entire neighborhood, his entire subdivision. Went through, cleared out snow, dumped salt on all the streets so that these kids could get to his house. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the funniest part to me is that he did all that and it's, it's Arkansas. Right. You're not going to win over <laughs> recruits. And if, uh, what recruits are even there that are like that baller to get? Right. There's none that are going to make the difference in Arkansas. But this dude makes $3 million and, and lives in a $3.4 million home. So, I mean, you know. He's I'm got surprised they didn't. I'm surprised that, that it wasn't taken care of because those are always the first streets to get right. Cleared. Yeah, the rich neighborhoods don't have no problem. They got to worry right. about it. But maybe it was just a time issue where maybe they it's like, were, look, yeah, it's like, coming we'll in get now. there, but not going to be there. But either way, enough salt for his entire subdivision. That's insane. Crazy. That is insane. Uh, I want to know what the class looks like. We need to follow up and find out where the the Razorbacks finish and in like standings on recruiting. Class. I will make a note on that one that we will never check because we're horrible at following up. Dude, I can't stuff. remember what happened five minutes ago, <laughs> but I'd be interested. You know how we end up doing it too is we come back to it on something else. Some other story will happen right. in recruiting and be like, hey, remember that one time? When did Arkansas finish? We're going to check up on that no, story. No, I think what will normally happen is something will happen and we'll, Joe and I will say something about, hey, remember when that Arkansas coach salted his entire neighborhood and Scott will go, we talked about that? Yeah, really? I, knew that's I don't remember that. that. <laughs> Dude, you did the story. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, oh, next up at Upper Deck here. For those of you that have been worried, I know a lot of people are worried about their calories. They're worried about nutrition. Bud Light has your back because starting next month, nutritional information will be on the cases of Bud Light for some reason. I don't I don't know why they're doing this. <laughs> it is a giant, like the side of the 12 pack, the whole thing is nutritional facts. Not just like a little tiny square somewhere. They're putting a huge label on there, including the ingredients, which in case you're wondering, is water, barley, rice, and hops. That's they, they have the entire ingredients list there. Serving size, this is kind of interesting. Bud Light says the serving size is only 12 ounces. Say what? Yeah, uh, which I'm like... If I'm only drinking one Bud Light, why would I even do that? If I'm going to have Bud Light, it's because I'm drinking... It's by the case. 12 of them. Yeah. This, <laughs> this isn't just give me one can of Bud Light and I'm good. But here's some of the uh, the numbers for you in case you're curious. Total fat, zero grams. Saturated fat, zero grams. Trans fat, zero grams. Polyunsaturated fat, zero grams. Monounsaturated fat, zero grams. Uh, sugars, zero grams. Protein, zero grams. <laughs> Uh, basically, it's 110 calories. That's essentially what this is. Which is what <laughs> I, I always thought it was anyway. I mean, you could find, if you were ever that concerned about Bud Light 
nutritional value, you could just Google it. So it doesn't really need to be on the box. But at the same time, if you're drinking beer, you're not really worried about nutritional right. value. And and on top of that, if you have all zeros except for calories, why are you putting a nutritional label on the side of your box? Like, who cares at that point? All, uh, just put a little thing on there that says Bud Light, 110 calories. That's the only thing yeah. that's in there. Right. 110 calories per serving. <laughs> so weird, man. I'm wondering, though, so if this is going to change, if, if other breweries are going to follow suit and we're going to start seeing nutritional facts on the side of beer cans. Or, even better, wonder if this being InBev, if they start outing themselves and other beer <laughs> companies don't. So all these craft beers we think we're drinking, anything that pops up with a nutritional label, I know that's InBev. That's, that's their, a good that's I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Got yeah. him. That's a, a good low-key way to, to spot those InBev. <laughs> Shout them out now. I like it. I dig it a lot. Uh, All right. Well, more as Mike eats more cheese, let's talk about New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans is... <sighs> they are butthurt this week. And that's an understatement. The, the most butthurt <laughs> I've ever seen a city. They've taken Petty to the highest level it can possibly be. And granted, it's one of the worst calls in NFL history. Everybody's seen it by now. The whole non-pass interference call from the NFC Championship game. Uh, but during the week, they, they had a petition that has over <laughs> half a million people who have signed it to uh, have the game replayed. Um, there's a lawsuit pending, which we're going to talk about a little bit more in a little bit. But they, they, they filed a lawsuit against the NFL. Um, there's, there's bars that are saying they're not going to show. They're banding together. The bars in New Orleans are saying, we're not going to show this year's Super Bowl. And instead, we're going to show the Super Bowl that the Saints won back from 2010. Gonna bust out the old DVDs and <laughs> fire that one up against the Colts. <laughs> Relive the glory days. <laughs> a weird thing, but they, they're full on petty. Uh, and finally, there's a councilman in Louisiana. And this dude, I, I don't even know what he's thinking, but he wants a, a parade to be held in honor of the Saints. In honor of what? I'm not really sure. Um, and he wants it to take place during the Super Bowl. So. Super Bowl is being played. You can go to the bar, watch the 2010 Super Bowl, or you can go watch this parade honoring the Saints. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Chris Roberts, the councilman in question, tweeted out, quote, Mardi Gras is late this year. I am game if my colleagues are for having a Saints parade coordinated with Orleans and Jefferson. I will try and gauge interest from my colleagues in Jefferson and New Orleans tomorrow. We should have the parade smack during the Super Bowl, end quote. Well, all right, Chris. So I gotta say, New Orleans parades are super fun. Like, no doubt, I'm I'm all about any excuse to have a parade in New Orleans. Absolutely, except this one. Yeah, any other this any other the, reason? Like, even, I draw the line on parades. Even their funerals are like cool. It's like, oh man, check that out. They they're even like partying during a funeral. No, don't do this because you got screwed. You got right. screwed. Don't get me wrong. You totally got screwed, yeah. and you have every right to be but upset nobody's about Nobody's denying that this was one of the worst calls in NFL history. Do not throw a parade. Please, for the love of God. If Saints fans have any any type of dignity left, please do not throw a parade. Do not let this happen. Yeah, It's already bad enough. You guys are looking really bad at this point. And just okay. Did you like, see the dude that bought up all the billboards in Atlanta? No. He bought like tons of billboards in Atlanta around the Mercedes Benz uh, arena, <laughs> and was like, "The NFL blew it and spelled it B L E A U X." All kinds of nice. digs at the NFL for how terrible that call Excellent. was. Excellent. Um, it's tough. There's some conspiracy theory. Brian Berkland, uh, who's in this watch party right now, he said he's pretty sure that it's this. This is fixed. 
that both games were fixed for the Rams and the Patriots. Hmm. I don't believe that, but I mean, you know, cool. <laughs> I'm not, I just, I don't have, I'm not tinfoil hat guy when it comes to sports. I don't think anything's fixed. I kind of like the tinfoil hat. I like to dive down I mean, that I, rabbit I don't, hole. I don't mind looking at all the things and hearing what people have to say in their theories. Some of them get really good. Yeah. Then at the end of the day, but I'm like, but they don't have time to fix these. And right. They're not that concerned with that. Definitely not. Yeah. By the way, Joe, uh, Corey said that you look like the gimp from Pulp Fiction. All right, last story of Upper Deck. <laughs> Corey, we were saying the same thing before the show. Uh, <laughs> can you even hear that well with the that covering your ears? Yeah, it comes in all right. <laughs> all right, last story of Upper Deck. This one was talked about by our good friends at Scout Team Radio this morning. They misread a tweet of ours. And hyped up this show for something that it was not going to be. But apparently... First bite of Earnhardt. Oh, hang on. We're going to pause on this story. Uh, That is a banana and mayonnaise on wheat, everybody, that Scott just ate. What uh, what do you think of that one, man? I mean, it tastes like sour bananas. (laughs) How's the consistency? Sourness off the mayonnaise and the the creaminess of the banana, and it just... How's that consistency? Weird. <laughs> oh, it's better than the ketchup sandwich. All right. Well, that's what you said was going to happen. You were you were doubting the ketchup sandwich, and you wanted you wanted that one. Uh, anyway, so apparently it's a thing that when the Cavs play the Nuggets, uh, Cavs fans take part in a Twitter challenge hashtag Me versus Nuggets challenge. And what they do is they get a bunch of chicken nuggets before the game, and they try to eat more nugs. Than points that the Denver Nuggets score. So if the Nuggets put up 100, you better have eaten 101 chicken nuggets during that game. <laughs> this year, one dude took it to the next level. He bought 150 Burger King Nuggets, snuck them into the arena. Basically, he just got a really big puffy jacket and had his Nuggets in his coat. He was like, they didn't even check. They just thought I was a fat guy. <laughs> it's like, well, bro, if you're planning on eating 150 Nuggets, you're a little bit of a fat guy. Uh, no doubt. And he won. Uh, this dude, because the Cavs are pretty bad, and the Nuggets have a, a legit offense this year, this dude came out victorious. He beat the Nuggets 130 to 124, Woo. and the Cavs came in third place at 102. Impressive. 130 Nuggets during the span of an NBA game. Do you have to stop, Joe? You've you've known about this me versus Nuggets challenge. I didn't know about it. Do you have to stop like in between quarters at halftime timeouts? Are you only allowed to eat while the game is actually happening? No, you can eat them whenever you want. This is so like this you is can, you can, this so, is, uh, so like at lost. one point this guy had um, there was another guy who did it at at his home in Cleveland and he had eaten a hundred nuggets by mid third quarter. So like if Man. he and then he just waited to see where the nug how far the nuggets got and then he just added as see, the nuggets added and he did not, not make it he only made it to like 115. Well, that's because he stopped and he let it sit. That's right. Poor. You just you, have to keep going. You got to go for the the gold in this one. Uh, I'm going to talk about this more in a minute. This has been Upper Deck brought to you as always by Minuteman Tickets and by Nuggets. Uh, <laughs> and all right. Banana so. And <laughs> I thought I was misunderstood. I thought this was only during play. Like so did I. If if, if the game was happening, you could eat your nuggets. But if you're mm-hmm. allowed to eat during commercial breaks, halftime, then this dude didn't win. He was. That's like if the Cavs were out shooting at halftime, and they were like, "No, these count. Just give it to him. Whatever. That's fine." 
This is garbage. This whole thing is shit. Well, wait, 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 wait. Still a hundred and twenty-four no, chicken. One hundred and thirty. He ate one hundred and thirty chicken. <laughs> but hold on. It's within the time the game is played. Yeah, right? from so, tip off till the from tip off till the end. Yeah. Okay, well then I'm okay with that. Never mind. No, he didn't. Getting, wait, you're he didn't eat the first one. Commercial breaks. Yeah, the dude should oh, only be eating. No, you're playing no. against the Nuggets. Bro, you should only eating. get to. You're eating. Come on. Man up. Play it only while the game's being played. Nah. All right, let's let's do this. Hey, every what time is, there's a ball that rolls out, what if you're you chewing stop. mid? No, no, stop. no, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's out of bounds. I gotta wait. Let's gotta next wait. one. Up no. oh, inbound, and now I can start stuffing no. up. Think about how much more of a challenge that is. It's dumb. That well, no, yeah, this, that's. I, I mean, I won't argue that dumb, point. But I mean, I think it's less dumb to just. All right, have them what nuggets eat. are you going? If you're doing the me versus nuggets challenge, what nuggets are you going with? Chick fil A. Whoa. The, the challenge is McDonald's nuggets. You have to do McDonald's. Well, this dude did Burger King. Well, he didn't do it right. You have to do nuggets from McDonald's. Well, I would prefer Chick-fil-A nuggets. I, that's what I'm going with. Well, yeah, they're the smallest ones. They're the best tasting They also are too. delicious. <laughs> Chick-fil-A nuggets are also ones, because if you think about it, if you're going an entire NFL game, those nuggets are going to be really cold by the end of it. Chick-fil-A nuggets are some of the only ones that you can have cold, and it's like, yeah, yeah these yeah, are still yeah, good. That's true. These are cold still, McDonald's these are still nuggets solid. Are that's awful. the worst. Awful. Terrible. All right, it's like so, the inside congeals, and the outside gets real yeah, hard. Yeah, all that pink slime gets like... <laughs> it goes back to its natural right. state. <laughs> it no longer Just, is in the form of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh my god uh but scout team radio has challenged us chris america and lobby uh, Loudbeard laid down the gauntlet they want us and memphis spence uh another member of sports radio america to take part in a chicken nugget eating challenge this dude enjoys this this is so gross <laughs> god <laughs> You know, you didn't say anything during the ketchup one. I know. This one you've protested twice now about how disgusting it is. Because the flavors are just weird. (laughs) Like the ketchup, it's just that one note. Yeah, this just, like, just mm, ketchup. The sweetness of, oh, sourness of mayonnaise. By the way, I'm about halfway through my queso at this point. Mm. I've just been spooning this bad boy in. Um, I will say I have eaten an entire jar of queso in the past just with chips involved. This will be the first time I don't spill any on my shirt. That's going to be a, a big plus for me. Joe might have been right. I might vomit. Please don't. I don't want to. If you do, can you get past Joe to vomit? I mean, we can keep the show yeah. going if you have to. All right, cool. All right, let's um, let's get into, real quick, you want to do our, our uh, Clown of the Week? Yeah. All right, let's, let's go right into the Clown of the Week. Clown of the Week uh, brought to you by Rally House. Uh, next time you need to suit up rep your team, be sure to go to 12OnSportsRadio.com. Click the link on the right side of every page. Rally House has gear from every major sports league, plus NCAA and even local gear. Help out the station by going to 12OnSportsRadio.com before placing your next order. That's 12OZSportsRadio.com. Joe. Sell out. Thank you, sir. Go to you first, Joe. Uh, who is your clown of the week? Well, speaking of Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> um, they are deciding, even though... It's going to be the Super Bowl. They are still not going to have their stand open for the Super Bowl in Atlanta, and they will be closed during the whole game on that Sunday. So stupid. So dumb. Well, I mean, I know they thing. rent we, out the... Haven't we talked ha- about this on the show where we talked about when, when Atlanta was opening this yeah. whole mega thing? And we thought, it's just weird that they'll deny themselves the income. I mean... I guess they're right. that confident and they're not worried about it, so I guess they don't care. But well, it's just so weird to hold on. But to here's that the thing: so I think they much. do get some income because they do rent it out 
and there's another vendor that comes in and like the, the boards flip over to whatever they're selling. So they're still making some type of money, but it's bananas. It's the Super Bowl, man. Like it's even bananas and mayonnaise. <laughs> even God is like, it's cool, man. It's the Super Bowl. Like nobody's right. going to go to church. You can just do your thing. It's full. You can open up. It's fine. I'm, I'm still going to be cool with you. I, and on the seventh day, I said it was okay for you to be open during the Super Bowl. <laughs> And there it is. Like, I don't Do you think really Chick-fil-A's think... in heaven are open on Sundays? No doubt. If they no, close. I, they clo- I guarantee you they close. And even send on me Sundays. straight to hell. <laughs> it's not even worth it anymore. Hell, it's never open. They're Fine. just always closed. Fair. <laughs> it's just always Sunday. And I, don't have, I don't have any ex- expectations then. <laughs> oh, it's never open? Cool. I don't have to worry about it. But you always have the desire. That's the problem. No. Hell is... Hell is waking up every Sunday morning really wanting some Chick-fil-A and never being able to get it for eternity. Uh, All right. Uh, I better straighten up then. <laughs> that sounds that, awful. You know that feeling when you wake up, you're like, ooh, Chick-fil-A sounds so... It's Sunday, damn it! And never fails. It never <laughs> fails. You say, damn it, damn it's not bad. That's all right. That's FCC. All right, whatever. I said ass. <laughs> Who's your clown of the week? The NFL. Ah, yeah. For the one whole institution? Blow, yeah, the entire <laughs> league for blowing the call. I mean, I guess it can be tied back to Goodell because he sat there not saying a word through this entire weekend. I can't but, believe he hasn't responded at all. Yeah, even just to say, hey, guys, still here. Because for all I know, he's not. He's It's like Wizard of Oz, and he's just there. There's some guy which, behind the curtain. Which game was he at this weekend? I don't even know. I don't remember where he was at. I remember them showing him in one of the games, but I don't I remember which game. But either way, it's them for blowing the call, which they, they're known to do across all of their games in many different venues. But then the old Monday morning, ah, yeah, they blew that call. <laughs> Nothing we can do about it. Just letting you know. Yep, we messed up again. Have a good day. Have a good Monday. I don't understand and why they even come back and, and say, say anything nothing. at that point. Yeah. Say nothing. Just go full Goodell. If Goodell isn't going to stand up and come out and say anything and defend whatever happened or, you know, come out and issue the apology himself, then just say nothing. Just act like nothing happened. Yeah. It's easier than say, hey, yep, we screwed up. Right. There's absolutely nothing we're going to do about it. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Hey, we messed up. Keep it moving. I've, I've never understood that stance I, of just like, I hate that. By the way. That was <laughs> we absolutely were, that was bad. That was our bad. hate that. It's it's like being found out, you know, found guilty of murder, and then you know, years later they do the DNA test, and it's like, oh wait, you didn't actually do that. Yeah, I was telling you that the whole time. That's cool though. You're still gonna sit in jail. Right. We just wanted to let you know we were wrong, <laughs> but you, you still hang out in jail there. <laughs> thanks. Cool story. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. I mean, if I'm a Saints fan, I want to know even less that, oh, yeah, we, we blew it and we don't care. Yeah. Well, speaking of the Saints fans, that's my clown of the week is Saints fans for and one specific lawyer who is suing the NFL to try to get them to replay the now, NFC game. Now, to be fair, no lawyer is going to turn down money. So, But I don't know if he's getting money for this. This dude's getting paid. I Ain't mean, no he's lawyer. getting lawyers exposure. Don't, lawyers don't work pro bono on yes, big things do. like this. No, no, I mean, they do, but not on things like this. He's no, getting, it's absolutely, he's, he's doing this for free. I don't right. even think if any, I don't even think anybody approached him about this. I think this was just this dude's idea. Like, on behalf of ticket holders, I am <laughs> suing the NFL. And then he was like, guess what? This is going to put my name out there. It's free publicity. I don't even have to put a commercial out. All I, I got to do is... his name, though, still, so... Uh, that's a good point. He's just the guy. <laughs> it was in the article that I read, but I was just like, right. 
clown. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what your name is, clown. Uh, but anyways, he is suing the NFL, trying to get them to replay the NFC title game, which little late at this point, man. Like it's not going to happen. It, court like court proceedings take a long time. I don't know what he's thinking. Like the Super Bowl is going to be done, and then some judge is going to be like, "Yeah, you know what? Go back and replay it." They're like, "Oh, okay." But the Super Bowl already happened. Yeah. Did you also see this week though, where there's in the NFL rule book that the commissioner Goodell has the power yeah. to yeah. actually make them replay this game, which is another reason which why is, you should totally say something. Which is why this dude filed this this case because that he's citing that that it exists. Yeah, saying that the commissioner can step in and do it, and he's not, even though it was an egregious no call that change the course of the game and that's again that's why Goodell should say something right should come out and say yeah i'm not gonna do this rule i know it exists but mm, it is what it is it happened get over it yeah or you know i mean and I all, all goodell has to do is come out and say um yes it was a bad call the saints may have won at that point but it went to overtime and you had a chance to win you had the ball first you could have won you threw an interception. It ended the game essentially. So no, there's also. Uh, I mean, he ball don't lie. Don't like that should be Goodell's defense. It's just ball don't lie, man. You breeze yeah, through that I interception, mean, and he even though there was pass interference on that interception. But whatever, yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna ignore that one. Stop <laughs> paying attention to that. <laughs> don't don't look at the man behind the curtain. <laughs> I, I mean, he could also say too. I, even if they even if they call that penalty, there's no guarantee that they don't fumble the ball something crazy it doesn't happen after that absolutely you, you cannot guarantee as as much as i want to say as much as it is that the saints got screwed and, and there's a you know 99.9 percent chance that they were going to win that game had that penalty been called because they could just run out the clock right you don't you can't say with certainty that oh yeah the saints are absolutely going to do that win that game so that's all goodell has to fall back on right which is yeah, why yeah. i don't get why they bother admitting that the play was wrong because well, it makes them look But worse. that's the thing. You can admit that the play was wrong and then say, but we don't know that it would have ended the game that way. I so, guess, but I just, just don't say anything. Yeah, I mean, you got to say something. <laughs> that was so bad. That was, was. The, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Well, and it, why it was bad was because we live in the era, and we've talked about it plenty of time in the show, where we're waiting for a penalty on every play, even every plays that play. we look and say, oh yeah, there was nothing there, and then a yeah. flag comes flying in, right. and we've seen late flags and all this stuff, and here's one that in real time, everybody, even the That's blindest the people have ever like- seen it, <laughs> like sitting there watching it, and it was blatant. <laughs> there was no way that under new rules, old rules, before football was played rules, that this wasn't pass interference. This is like, Back in my day, if they drew, was- <laughs> If cavemen drew pass interference on stone walls, they, they would draw this play. Like, this is a blatant, blatant disregard of the rules right here. This is P.I. If you forearm shiver the guy, never look at the ball, and knock him out of the way before he has a chance to catch it, Pass interference. Pass interference. Unga do bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that is. That like, is so pass it interference. was that egregious, and yet <laughs> somehow it was never called. Like I, I, That's what blows my mind the most, is we've seen flags on way worse yeah. plays where you're like, oh, that was borderline, or that there's no way it was, and everybody sat there, and I felt like the refs were waiting for somebody to bail them out because everything <laughs> froze. Yeah, because the refs were like, uh, do we throw it? Where's the other guy? Because there's always yeah, yeah, a flag yeah. from the other side yeah. of the field that they can be like, oh, he got it. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. You now we'll that? all throw it. No, now we'll all we throw didn't get it. that. Okay. Oh, crap. None of us threw a flag. We can't look at this either. <laughs> it would have looked really bad, too, if like <sighs> as they were standing there looking, just all of a sudden one just like, 
pulled it out of its pocket and just like dropped it like oh it, it was but here. But that's happened before. It has where it's happened. like yeah, they're almost going back to cough, the puddle. Cough, and all Ohio of a sudden, State, Miami. Right. All of a sudden, <laughs> oh, there's a flag on the play. We you know oh, we didn't see it or whatever. I mean. I don't know. It was it was wildly surreal. Like, but I did. I found myself sitting there laughing because I thought this is the funniest thing that in this moment, a egregious call isn't going to get called. No call. Yeah. yeah. All year long, we've been like, you are calling too many penalties. Tick-tack. You did this story about how yeah. the NFL is a record more amount penalties. of penalties, and the one that you need to call, you don't. <laughs> there was one penalty were... the entire season that should have been called. It didn't. They were reading the. They were reading that article. They were like, we've called how many penalties? I ain't calling that one. Then we're, we're swallowing some flags this game. If it happens, it happens. Oh no! Well, we've already hit our limit for the day. I can't throw it. Gotta one. stick to our guns. Maybe that's it. Maybe they had a quota and they couldn't go over. They're like, we can't throw more than eight today. We've already hit eight. Don't throw it. You heard what he said in the pregame meeting. We can't throw this flag. That's clown of the week. Um, by the way, the lawyer is citing mental anguish and emotional trauma, loss of faith in the NFL. Where you been, bro? I was uh, going to say, <laughs> like, I've been suffering from that. This for a is few what years. did it. This was the straw that broke the kale's back. Cool, man. Loss of enjoyment of life, loss of entertainment, and distrust of the game. Again, where you been on that one? Because welcome to the party. We've all realized the NFL has been crap and is not to be trusted. And you're just joining the party, uh, New Orleans fans. I said St. Louis. That doesn't even exist anymore. And it was not even the same team that got... Oh, suffered. I mean, they the were Rams. playing in the game, but I'm yeah. saying the, the team that suffered. Right, right. No, no, no. I don't know where I was going with yeah, that. Okay, cool. it, it just St. Louis cool, cool, was cool, cool, in cool. my head. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right. Uh, you had something Big this fan? week. Yeah, huge Cardinals. <laughs> you had something this week about uh, a former Bulls legend with oh, some yeah, amazing yeah. advice <laughs> for the young guys. So, I'm going to eat some queso. The, yeah, up. no, this is great because um, I, I can't remember what show. It was on one of the ESPN talking head shows. Scotty Pippen uh, was talking about the upcoming NBA draft. And, of course, you know, the only person that's really being talked about this college basketball season <laughs> as far as, you know, first overall pick is Zion Williamson. And we've seen it in the NFL. We've talked about it plenty on this show where guys get to bowl season or just before bowl season and like, hey, guys, not playing. I'm out. out. Yep, get ready for oh, the draft. Oh, we didn't make the playoffs? The league. See ya. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. So that's my year. Uh, and it goes as far back as Clowney. There, you know, there was a chance because he had gotten you know hurt uh, his junior year and there were people talking about, you know, would he sit out the entire – in the entirety of his last year um, – where was he at South Carolina, South Carolina, South Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, whether or not he would set out his last year of eligibility before going to the NFL draft, he ultimately didn't end up doing that. But since then, I feel like that, that was the genesis of this whole guy sitting out in bowl games. And then obviously the Jalen Smith injury uh, and all that stuff. So brutal. like all of these things have added up and we're inching closer and closer. And I think we mentioned this before where there is going to be somebody who says, yeah, I'm just not playing this entire year. I'm guaranteed. I got it locked a, up. Yeah, I'm in. I'm first round NFL pick. I've got nothing to to prove. Everything to lose. Screw it. I'll see you guys in April. I'm sitting out the rest of the season. Do you think we'll see that though? Because I do. And this- you, you want to know what else is funny about that? As I was thinking about it when I was saying it again, that there have been guys, and why why I think that this is closer to happening than even we think. There have been guys that haven't been hurt. 
that go into say their junior year and yeah. their their first two years. Oh, this guy is a first round lock. Everybody's you know all the mock drafts. I'm thinking of Tavares McFadden out of Florida State. Dude had baller first two years there. Was you know guaranteed to be a first round pick out of this. Played his junior year. Only had one pick. Everybody dissected him because he's about to go pro. Yeah. Oh, he's slow. He's this. He's that. All of a sudden, went went undrafted. Didn't even get hurt. Played his entire but year. But that one, if you're a junior, you got to play that year, right? Because you got to be three years removed from high school. So if he, so he had to play that. I guess he didn't have he didn't to. He have could to play, just set, he could just set up. Uh, that, and that's why I think that's the argument. Think about that's the whole discussion. About, right, it's just sitting out. That's uh, why yeah. there's going to be a guy who coming out is thinking, I'm already I already got this locked up. Again, I've got everything to lose because I'm going to get dissected. I could get injured. <coughs> Somebody's going to do it. But in this case, Scotty Pippen said, hey, Zion Williamson, you've already played enough of basketball this year for Duke. You've got the number one pick locked up. Sit the rest of the year. It's a, it's a little harder to do that in basketball because you don't see the types of injuries that you see in football. Not that it doesn't happen. I mean, you see Gordon Hayward and Kevin Ware. Oh, sorry, that one. That one still brings back bad memories. Well, even and, uh, well, and here's uh, another good Victor, example. About look Victor at, Oladipo last night blowing out his knee. I look, mean, look at Kyrie Irving when he was at Duke. He stayed hurt and he still went. Yeah, <laughs> he was still you know the top of draft. Right. I mean, but he didn't have anything to prove. He did end up coming back. You know, towards the end of the season playing, <clears throat> but he was hurt for a good part of his yeah. only season at Duke. And no matter what, he it didn't change the fact that he got drafted where he did. Right. So if you're Zion Williamson and you could possibly get hurt, I mean, where's Scottie Pippen wrong? That's a, He's I mean, got that's it a good locked point. up. Uh, and the only thing that he can do from here is potentially lose that by getting injured or guys start picking apart his game so much as the season goes on that there's some people that would be like, well, you know, that's the reason he might not go one, maybe he goes two or three or whatever. For whatever but you're reason, still making like, your money one, two, or three. Like, it don't matter. If you're you, top five, you're you making are, your money. But if your goal is to just be the number one guy or whatever, I mean, if that's what you're looking at and you are considered the number one guy at this point, then why bother? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point. Uh, Corey brings up Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback from Clemson, and yeah. we talked about the one story where uh, now with these other other leagues kind of starting up the XFL, mm-hmm. uh, the AAF or whatever these crazy AFL, leagues, AAFL, A- <laughs> American A- League, <laughs> and Alliance and Association of Football Not College League. Football, like yeah. that league. Uh, but that is opening the door to guys if they don't necessarily want to sit out, they want to continue to compete in get, some capacity and get paid. And get paid right. They could go that route too. And we saw, you know, the, the dude. Um, who was supposed to go to Syracuse. I forget his name, the one from Cincinnati. Baysmore. Yes, who decided to go G League instead mm-hmm. of going to Syracuse. Uh, there are, are options that, that kids are starting to figure out, and sitting out, just flat out sitting out, could be an option for a lot of these kids. I I, I think it's going to happen. The only the only thing is, although I guess if you sit out, you can sign with an agent. Like yeah. you, can, you can sign at that point because you don't care about your eligibility. Because yeah. the only thing I was thinking was, well, they still need a place to stay. No. And if you don't have yeah, a job yeah. or whatever, there's some agent will float that, you the, the and loan. And again, if you're Williamson, what, is anybody really going to think? If he, if he said tomorrow, I mean, yeah, sure, in interviews and whatnot, guys, you know, they're going to ask you, you know, are you going to quit on your team? Is that a, that's, that's like I think the biggest concern is you know, yeah. these, these questions about your character and all that crap if you sit out. But I mean, honestly, if you're just like, 
nah, I just didn't want to get hurt. And once I go pro, I'm dedicated to my team because I'm getting a paycheck. But I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna sell myself out for a college team that I don't make anything off of. And you're also seeing that at the pro level too. Look at Kawhi Leonard with the, the whole thing about. Oh yeah, was he, he hurt? Was he not hurt? He just season. sat out. He was yeah. like, I'm hurt. I'm just gonna sit here until, until, until I get you right. Yeah. Oh, I'm better now. Uh, now that I'm going to <laughs> Toronto, I'm better now. Yeah. So you're even seeing it at the pro level of dudes that are just like, sorry, man, I'm doing what's best for me. And as somebody who will always take the side of the players versus the owners I'm fine or the it. players versus the NCAA, do you? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. with it. I'll be upset if it happens to my team just because oh, God, yes. it's my team. But if but, it happens to somebody else's team, like if it happens to Duke and Duke tanks because I, yes. lose, I would be like, Great. Well, this that's part is of the, the reason I'm champion ever. again. You know, let Duke fall off. They all think they've got the national <laughs> title like sewn up or at least the final four, but he leaves tomorrow and all of a sudden things get murky. <laughs> if Trevor Lawrence sat out next year and Clemson was scrambling and Bill was like, who am I going to get to quarterback? <laughs> Tough nuggets, yes. Bill. <laughs> Sorry, man. Tough titties. <laughs> that would be even funnier because he was a true freshman. So for him to be right. like, I'm already projected as a first-round pick. I'm sitting out the next two years. Thanks for the memories, Clemson. <laughs> that would be hysterical. It would be amazing. I'm never going to throw another pass at the collegiate <laughs> level again. I've decided I'm going to forgo my next two years. Just hang out. I'm hurt. Got to get myself right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm preparing, just going to sit here. Guys, I'm preparing for the NFL draft. <laughs> You're a sophomore. I know. <laughs> See ya. That would be hilarious. Uh, the drunk line's open, 440-37-DRUNK. Uh, call in, let us know your thoughts, whether you think people should sit out a year and, and prepare for the draft, or if they should stick to, this should have been our would-you-rather question. Good Lord, this is a really good, <laughs> this, is good. this is a way better question than steroid users. Uh, let us know what you think. Should people have to stick to it and honor the, oh my God, uh, thanks for doing it off camera again. <laughs> So disgusting. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk Hall of Fame while we uh, while we wait uh, for people to call in. If they call in, you can text us to 440-37-DRUNK if you're listening on 12-ounce or drop a comment on the Facebook Live feed. Um, so the Hall of Fame class announced this week. You've got Mariano Rivera making it in, Mike Mussina, Roy Holiday. Who else made it in? There was one other, right? Edgar. Edgar, yes. Edgar oh, I thought you, I was going to say, yeah. I was starting with Edgar, and I thought you had said it. No, 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 no. I, I couldn't think of Edgar. Um, yeah, so, DH. Yes, yeah, so we have a closer being the first one to ever get 100% of the votes and a DH that made it in in the same class. Two positions that are super specialized. overrated. Specialized. <laughs> specialized. Uh, they make it into the class. So Edgar's knock was always just that he was a DH, Right. And that's why he stayed out so long, which is crazy to was me. Was this his fifth year of eligibility? I think so. Okay. Um, but he finally makes it in. Very big moment for him. But the, the big Which is also weird to think that because you have to wait five years after you retire. So if this was his fifth year of eligibility. Ten years away. I was gonna say, well, I'm thinking, Edgar's already been retired for ten years? Good God. Bro, we are getting old, I dude. I know, but We're it's so old. crazy to think that it was ten years ago that he retired. It doesn't seem like that long ago, really. I know. It's crazy. That's because we're old now and time it, it doesn't exist anymore. It's just like you time blink. is a flat circle. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that one. Uh, Joe, I'm just gonna talk to you for the rest of the show. Uh, Sounds good. <laughs> uh but Mario Rivera, first one to get hundred percent of the votes. Uh, everybody's excited about this. I feel it's ridiculous because there should have been players before Mariano Rivera. That got 100% of the votes. I mean, it just, yeah, because it, it, it isn't, oh, wow, he did it. It's, 
Why, why has this never happened before? <clears throat> Ken Griffey Jr. didn't get 100% of the votes. Bro, I, and I mean, I know that's the one everybody points to, and it's the easiest one, and it's real recent, but dude... Babe Ruth is the face of baseball. Well, the reason why get hundred percent. The reason why people go to to Griffey is because he was the first one to crack ninety nine percent. So it was no, it was like oh man, and, you and get ninety nine, but you can't get a hundred. That's on. fine. There are so many guys, and Griffey is the second highest without getting hundred percent. I mean, he still yes. holds that. But I still think it's weird that before Griffey. Yeah, yeah. Still you got, Hank you got Aaron. Nolan Ryan. Of the votes. Nolan Ryan didn't get ninety nine. He was ninety eight point seven nine. Babe Ruth. Cal Ripken Jr. Yes. There's like a whole. Ty Cobb didn't didn't get hundred yeah. percent of the votes. But that goes back. Ty Cobb was the nineteen thirty six Hall of Fame class. So that means baseball writers have been terrible since nineteen thirty six. And that's, oh my god. That's what's funny is when you look at that is Cobb and Ruth went in at the same time. And, yeah, and the Hall of Fame obviously is very tiny in 1936, <laughs> right? Like, there's not many guys. So, <laughs> what were the writers doing that they thought, no, <laughs> Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth, they're not worthy of this Hall of Fame that's just getting started. Honus Wagner went in in the 1936 class, too. Yeah. Honus Wagner, Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth. <laughs> I just, I don't understand it. You know who didn't make it in 36? Cy Young. <laughs> Yeah, the guy they named the award for. <laughs> Cy Young did not make it. You know who else didn't make it in 36? Lou Gehrig. <laughs> he didn't make it in 36. But he got that disease named after him, so he's got that going for him. <laughs> I can't believe that, that uh, that's insane to me. No, that- it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, like, okay, so the thing is, you know, all you have to do to get voted in is get 75%. Okay, no big deal. And you look at all of it, and, and okay, fine. And people are going to say, well, you're in, and it doesn't matter how many votes you get. It's just the principle that there's been so many guys who have this, even, you know, there's Hall of Fame, and then there's like, you know, there's this other wing of the Hall of Fame where these even more legendary first guys ballot. go. First ballot. Right. And then it's like, yeah, first ballot that also got 90 plus percent. Right. And there's like these different tiers. Yeah, there's there's tiers. And okay, so like not all of Hall, not all Hall of Famers were created equal because I mean, you know, that's how we do things. I mean, even when you're at the pinnacle of success, there's still rankings. Oh, you're one of the richest people in the world, but there's still 15 other guys who are richer <laughs> than you. Like, I mean, you're richer than everybody else in the world. There's two billion people on the planet. Uh, but, you know, there's 15 other guys that are better than you. So there's always rankings. I just find it weird that, like, Joe DiMaggio, I looked at his number. He only got, like, 76% of the vote. What? Right, right. Joe DiMaggio? <laughs> you know, three, only three out of every four guys that year were like, yeah, you know, he's for sure a Hall of Famer. That fourth guy was, no. <laughs> Sorry, Joe D. That let's, hit streak isn't impressive enough to me. Let's look at some of the crazy, like, low numbers that got in. Barry Larkin was only 86% of the votes. Which is um, high when, again, you look at some of the other ones. Like, trust me. Right. The ones where you're – you'll be shocked. Ernie Banks was, only had 83% I was of the looking votes. at the numbers of the people in the <laughs> 70s, and I thought, this is absolutely insane. <laughs> like, some of the names that popped up in the 70s were ludicrous to me. How did Joe Morgan only get 81% of the votes? Don't know. <laughs> Dude, Johnny Bench doesn't have hundred percent. He's no, he like, was in the nineties though, at least. He was, but he's universally, you know, considered the, the greatest, greatest catcher, catcher of all time. time. Yeah, the man couldn't get hundred percent of the votes. <laughs> what? I just, I don't, I don't get it. We got some some comments so coming it, through on very, Facebook. It's, it's very congratulations to Mariano Vera. No doubt that he for sure deserves hundred percent. 
what about all these other guys? Yeah, like, exactly. How did all these other, how was this only accomplished in the year 2019 of our Lord? Well, I'm hoping now that somebody has gotten a hundred that the baseball writers would be like, okay, the gate's been open. Although what they're going to do in their mind is they're going to go, yeah, but are they Mariano Rivera good? No, so I'm not voting for him this Which time because he doesn't deserve and, and 100%. I, you know, a lot of the reasons why you hear that the, some of these guys getting kids 100% is because guys will, and it kind of makes sense, but it's still stupid. Well, I know that everybody else is going to vote for him, and I really want these other guys to stay on the ballot who I know might not get that yeah. many votes, so I'm going to not vote for that guy because, well, he's going to get enough votes anyway, so I'm going to use my vote for somebody else. But no, like you, you need to vote, which is why having 10 is stupid. Yeah, you yeah, talked yeah. about that. The yeah. arbitrary number of every 10, it should just be vote for vote as many. For the, yeah, vote oh, for who gets hey, it. Hey, here's this list of guys. Check whether or not they're Hall of Fame worthy and keep it moving. And if they're not, then they don't have a check by the name. They don't, you know. If that was me, if I got a vote, I'd just check everybody. I wouldn't even <laughs> care. If I had unlimited votes every year, I'd just be like, screw it. Put them all in. Who cares? That's why, that's why cares? one, you don't have a vote. And two, they don't do that. <laughs> who cares, though? That's the point. Like, who cares? The Hall of Fame is, first of all, it's so subjective anyways. It's There's these axes that baseball writers have to grind. I saw somebody, uh, Mariano Rivera tweeted, thank you to the baseball writers, and somebody retweeted it was like, nobody has ever thought to do this before. And now the baseball writers are going to be like, he didn't thank me last year, so I'm keeping him off my ballot this year. Like, it's just a bunch <laughs> of jerks who write for like, the Vindicator well, what's in Youngstown. I mean, they're a bunch of nerds, too. I mean, Absolutely. Like, these are the guys yeah. who couldn't get a date in high school ever. They're <laughs> like, yeah, I got this. I got the power right here in my hand. I'll keep you out of the Hall of Fame. All, all of you jocks that were mean to me in high school, right. I'll show you. The <laughs> only way I'm getting in is buying a ticket, but I'll make sure you don't get in. You're going to be right behind me in line. <laughs> Suck on that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's so I mean that's the problem is dude. that those people have the vote in the first place, but I you know it's 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 weird. All right, uh, so there's been some comments on the uh, the Facebook feed here. Um, Corey said, "Are the old writers finally dying off? Maybe that will lead to more 100. percent That'll very possible. Do it, I think sure. that's the case. Uh, you get it's it's gonna help the country too in general. Just as the old, old people, people dying off. Yes, <laughs> there are so there's a laundry list of things that will get better in the, the world when old people start to die off. The Hall of Fame voting is one of them. <laughs> uh, Scott says, "Why are we cool with closers but not DHs?" I'll never understand that. DHs have way more impact on a season. That's a that's a really good point. Uh, <laughs> the DH, I would say, if you're DHs looking at... DHs rule. I mean, no, they, they don't, don't rule. It's kind of ridiculous. But, uh, but the fact that a DH plays most of the games where a closer is getting in one inning... Hell, as a DH, you better play every day. What else are you doing? Well, there's times when you go to a National League park. Oh, no, no, but I'm saying before, like Edgar Martinez is there, oh, which right, right, right. came at yeah, the yeah. very beginning of the interleague play when it was just all only ale. You better, to well, be yeah, all yeah, fame, you better point. be playing. I'm, I'm going to look and see. 162 of 162. Yeah, I'm saying Did you no. get hurt? You're out. <laughs> <laughs> all you had to do was hit. You're out. <laughs> you can't. 159 games in one year? You're done. <laughs> Eligibility revoked. You played for 25 years and you missed two games? <laughs> done. So, so is that one is like 30% of his job goes down to like 25% good at his job then he gets benched? Yep. That's when he's not considered good anymore? That's same math. <laughs> 
I, but I, I mean, Scott brings up a good point. I think in terms of ranking, a DH is more important to a team than a closer is. Yes, I'm also of the sure. I'm also of the mindset that the closer is the most overrated position in baseball. I think uh, it's absolutely ridiculous, especially over the last five to six years. It's been proven. It's crazy that the dudes <laughs> command the money that they do as closers in well, baseball. We're starting to see it go the other way, though. Guys, well, yeah, because I mean, there's these closers that are hitting the free agent market. All right, I'm waiting for a ten to fifteen million dollars, and they're like. Nope. We'll get six guys for that amount. And they all throw 100 miles an hour and right. can all get the last three outs of the game. Well, not only that, you're seeing this shift. You're seeing the shift to utilizing the, the pitchers in a different way than what we're used to, where it was like, all right, starting pitcher goes six innings. Then we have a, a seventh inning guy, a setup man, and your closer. That's it. But now it's like, all right, well, we're going to start off with the reliever just because that's the new cool thing to do. So we're going to have a reliever start the game, and then we're going to have a starter go innings five <laughs> through seven. It's just it's crazy to me that I understand there's like high-pressure situations in the ninth inning or whatever, but these are professional baseball players. Every inning is a high-pressure inning. Like I, Sure, in the playoffs, ninth inning, up by one with bases loaded is a pretty high-pressure situation. Well, not only that, though. We've seen it. I mean – you're eligible for a save if you come in with a three-run lead. Right. How high pressure is right. that? Exactly. To get That's three outs. Yes, to get three outs. Like, with, you should not be on a major league roster if you yeah. can't handle and that. And they've been playing all game, and you've been sitting on the bench just, <laughs> I'm cool, out. I'm ready to go. I'm about to come in and Pick throw a hundred. Right. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Corey says Mariano did come out to Metallica, so there's that. Uh, and then, Enter Sandman. Then he, I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't ever been able to hear that song without thinking of yeah, Rivera. Yeah, without thinking yep. of Rivera. Agreed. Uh, let's that is see. his song. <laughs> uh, Mo had a bigger impact on the game than Edgar did, says Shuddy. The postseason success, pressure situations, etc. A DH has four, maybe five at bats per game. Doesn't step on the field. Rivera has to lock down ninth innings in the highest pressure situations. Yeah, but there's so many times when he just wasn't in that situation. I mean, if you're looking at it that way, if you're going to say DHs only have four, maybe five at bats, all right, well, a, a, closer, is only in, a closer is only in for three outs, two days, and then they're taking a day off. Right. Like, because like, you don't ever DH use a closer three days in a row. They're and, like, no, and, no, no, we're not using them. And there's not a possibility of using your closer 162 out of 162. Right. You will games. never, right. I mean, there is a legit chance that your DH could play every single game bar injury. Hang on before I do that. Terry says, say hi to me, Mike. Hey, Terry. Thanks for joining us. Hi to me, Mike. <laughs> uh, here's, a, here's another valid point. If the DH if the DH is doing his job, the closer role doesn't matter. Yeah. Because if you're the up DH by is if you're up by yeah. five, who cares? You don't even need a closer. Like at that point, you can put anybody in to just get three outs, and who cares if you give up two? Doesn't matter. Who cares? We yeah. still get the W. So the closer role at that point, if the offense is doing what it's supposed to do, you don't need him. You don't need a Mariano Rivera. You never need a closer if your offense <laughs> is really good. Right, exactly. We're that's why it's runs. overrated. Who cares? Yeah, it, that's why it's overrated. This is a safe situation. <laughs> and I think Shuddy missed that whole thing, and so now I'm really upset about that, but that's fine. Um, all right, so anything that uh, shocked you about the Hall of Fame class this year? No, it went pretty uh, according to plan. I, you know, I mean, and we talked about it a couple months ago when they got elected. The, the biggest shocker was Harold Baines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting voted by the veterans. By the veterans. Like, what? Harold Baines? <laughs> Which is really funny. And again, I mean, it's two separate groups of people, but 
Fred McGriff has insanely better numbers than Harold Baines. So, I mean, maybe McGriff will make it off the Veterans Committee, but this was his last year of eligibility, and he didn't make it. So now he has to depend on the, the Veterans Committee. But when you look at some of these guys that get voted on the, the Veterans Committee, you're like, what? Versus Which is, guys that are on the ballot. and It's another reason why I think the Baseball Hall of Fame, that's why I check everybody's box, because who cares? Like, you have this safety net of veterans who Hell can yeah, say... Hell yeah, Corey, the crime dog. <laughs> you have this safety net of veterans who can say... Yeah, we're going to let this guy in. Like, I know he didn't make it, and he sat on the ballot and never made it, didn't even come close. We're going to go ahead and let him in. So, But it also goes back to my other point. If you're, if you're that guy and you're good enough, I mean, I'm still going to talk about Fred McGriff in terms of Hall of Fame because, I mean, well, he's right there. And, I mean, his numbers were still good enough. He'd be like, oh, yeah, and then this was an egregious error made by the Hall of Fame. So he's still... You know, in the Hall of Fame, like he still, (laughs) again, no bust. I love your idea that I love your idea that anybody who was snubbed by the Hall of Fame is actually in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that is such a great way. Because I mean, think about such a great take. Think about (laughs) it. The only ones who aren't truly in are the guys who are you know one and done. And funny enough, it was I think one of the first times I ever looked at the list of guys that only went one year. uh, We're only on it this year, and I thought to myself, "Yep." Not a single one of those people in my mind is a Hall of Famer. And baseball, you know, the history of baseball can be told without them. You move on. They didn't make enough of an impact. Like, there were a bunch of names. Right. But it was nobody that I thought, oh, man, that guy got screwed. It was all guys that you're like, yep, all right. I I can see why they didn't get enough votes to to carry on. Okay, so that line of thinking, do you think there's guys in the Hall of Fame then who aren't actually in the Hall of Fame because nobody even realizes they're in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Like, there's names that it's like... That dude's a Hall of Famer. Really? He is? Why? No, because when I looked at that list, that you know, the list of uh, you know the, the percentage Herb of the votes, there's, there's guys on there that I'm just like, who? Gabby Hartnett. Huh? Yeah. Oh, by the way, here's a name for you. Uh, Jackie Robinson only got 77% that of the votes. That was another one. <laughs> but you know what that was? <laughs> Darky. The Fiona tattoo? No. So, oh, no. I thought... Darky. Oh, okay. I, this got weird. Uh, <laughs> um... Who else? Uh, who's the lowest vote getter? Al um, Simmons. Shitty, Al Simmons. She wants to know why you can discuss Ted Lilly being on the ballot. Um, it's because once you retire, everybody's on the ballot. <coughs> Every single player when they retire after five years is on the ballot. It's whether or not you get enough. You don't have to get. You don't have to do anything special to be on the ballot. Once you've been retired from baseball, you just have to get enough to stay on the ballot. Right. So five years. It's then once you're on the ballot after five years, then you have to be you have to get that five percent. I think it is or seven percent to stay yeah, on the ballot yeah, from that point like that. on. But yeah, everybody once they played major league baseball goes on the ballot. But you know, obviously, not everybody stays. Right. Because I was like, I was looking at the names and I was like, how are these people? Oh wait, you're just on the ballot, right? <laughs> Having played in the league, you were just a guy yeah. that played baseball. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and answer this one. Craft Root Sports, who's this? Hello? Hello? Hi, who's this? Uh, my name is Megan. Hey, Megan. I'm friends with Andy, and he told me to call in. Oh, I'm all drunk, right. so I thought I'd call in and talk about football. <laughs> awesome, what's up, Megan? <laughs> she said, or talk about football or some shit. What do you want to talk about, Megan? <laughs> what do you got for us tonight? This sounds like a fantastic call. I don't know. I'm watching you all on the TV, but there's like, what, four viewers were live. and <laughs> Megan blowing up our spot. Thanks, Megan. Appreciate that. Megan, you're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do a podcast, too, so I oh, get it. Well, thank you. Right on. How come you quit? I know. I want to see us. I'm trying to... I'm watching y'all, and y'all are, like, talking about shit before I called in, so... Uh, 
Well, that happens. Megan, Andy's standing here laughing, too, Megan, by the how way. do you feel about Mariana Rivera getting 100% of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame vote? Getting 100% of the Major League Hall of Fame vote? Yes. How do you feel about Mariana Rivera getting 100% of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame vote? I don't even know who the fuck that is, so <laughs> I don't know. Well, there goes our, our show. Uh, <laughs> Marking this one explicit. <laughs> uh, he said y'all were going to make fun of me. Hold on. i got to put y'all on speakerphone so everybody in the room can hear Hi everybody in the room. Hey everybody, thanks for uh, thanks for watching. That's why we only have four because they've got twenty five people in this room uh, all watching the show. I think she hit the end button instead of the speakerphone. <laughs> also, Scott wanted to let me know that I, I was wrong and that there's a committee who picks who's eligible. So there you go. Maybe that's why the names I saw uh, made sense enough, but not enough to keep going. Megan's my new favorite caller. Um, <laughs> there's she Megan. Wins. There's Megan again. Craft for sports. Hi, Megan. Did y'all hang up on me? No, you hung up on us. I try. Andy tried to say hi to you guys, and then all of a sudden, you guys were gone. Which Andy? Do we know who Andy? Yeah, I know. Oh, okay, yeah. Andy, Paul. Andy that writes for. The oh, okay, cool. Blog. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I was just. I was like, wait a minute. Andy tweeted was like, Andy. "I'll try to be drunk when I call in," and instead he got somebody yeah. drunker. So good work, Andy. <laughs> Andy, you are winning. That's me. She, she is way drunker than me, so I let her call. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you're my new hero. Yeah. Andy. You know, there's, and I was just told to mention there are two women here with me, which has never ever happened before. <laughs> so, and, we're, got, and we're drunk, baby. Yeah. So, Andy's apartment, and we're going to talk about football. Yeah, and, I would, and they're like, "What do you want to do?" And I'm like, "Let's call Mike and Scott." All right, yes. so that much of a nerd. I want to hear their their sweet hot takes on the uh, NFC AFC Championship game, Andy. So, Megan, uh, do you think yeah. that was the worst no call in NFL history at the end of the Saints game? Uh, the Saints game? Yes. That was like the worst fucking yeah. call I've ever seen in my <laughs> halftime. It was bullshit. Wait, no, there's another voice. Who is the other girl here? We've got another another person. Two oh, girls, one phone. That's Andrea. Hi, I'm Andrea the brunette. She's the blonde. I'm the blonde. She's the brunette. This is fantastic. <laughs> this is why the drug line You need to send me a redhead. We're in <laughs> we need a whole set. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I feel like we're interrupting something special here, so we should let oh. you go, man. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> <you> cheers, <laughs> cheers, Andy. Enjoy your night, because it sounds like it's going to be a very good time. <laughs> All right. All right, Take cheers. Care, guys. Bye, cheers, Andy. Bud. <laughs> That was fantastic. <laughs> Shitty wants to know if he's supposed to be turned on right now. I think so. That got me going. <laughs> that was the best drunk doll we've ever gotten. Hey bro, you've got 15 minutes and a decent amount of cheese there. You know. It's actually a lot lower than you than you would think. It's only a few more spoonfuls What's in this. What's funny is I want some cheese to wash down my banana. <clears throat> you want a bite? You want a bite of this cheese? I'm good. Okay. Uh, shit, he says, call her back. This takes drunk down to the max. Scott said that's greater than any Katie call. Don't at me. I was, and Katie's had some awesome ones. <laughs> that time she called in and spoke Chinese. Uh, yeah, that was that was an interesting one. Yeah, uh, it was something. Shitty, yes, we are working on uh, turning the drunk line into a, a FaceTime video call. Uh, that's in the works. We'll see. Now that we've got the new computer, we're, we're testing it all out. We might get to that. Let's talk more Baseball Hall of Fame. <laughs> Why not? I don't know how you come back from that call. Uh, 
Switch gears. Consumer again? <laughs> no. Just end the Not show. Yet. I mean, you know, I mean we probably <laughs> should at this point. Like, I'll just chug the rest of this cheese. Uh, the other thing for the Baseball Hall of Fame this week, Roy Holiday is going in, and his widow announced that he was going to go in with nothing on his cap, and that was going to be an ode to the two cities that he loved, Philadelphia and Toronto. You were telling me before the show about sports writers that are arguing over what Roy Halladay said no, while he was, was alive. So his wife said that, uh, you know, came out this week and said, you know, she he, he would have wanted, you know, both of them to respect it equally. Obviously, a lot of history in Toronto. They drafted him when he was in high school. He spent 15 years of his career there. But, but all of the success, obviously, that he found and, you know, notoriety was more or less with Philadelphia. Especially when he no-hit the Reds in the playoffs. I was going to bring it up, but you went there, bro. Yeah, the time that he no-hit the Reds in the playoffs. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those questions where, uh, you know, it could be asked, you know, is he going to go in Toronto? But his wife said, hey, look. He he loved baseball. He he would he wouldn't want the fans divided. He wouldn't want to you know choose one fan base or the other because he just loved his time in the game. So he's gonna go in. You know, I, I'm speaking on his behalf. He's gonna go in with no logo on his hat. Fair, right? You know, good. And I saw Twitter congratulations from both the Phillies and the Blue Jays. You know, obviously that neither one of them is gonna snub him as far as recognizing him as part of their franchise. Cool. Well, a local sports writer in Philadelphia took it upon himself to write an article basically saying, yeah, that's cool, but I know better than you. So he wrote this entire article basically saying that... <laughs> Sit down, Mrs. Halliday. Yeah, yeah, I've got this. I know you. I know your husband better than you. And, and, and went on to basically say that, you know, in his conversations with him, that he, he could tell that Roy loved his, his, his time in the playoffs more than anything else in his baseball career, which... You know, they came towards the end of his career. So right. Of course he did. And they were yeah, his yeah. only times in the playoffs. Yeah, that's so the only time he course. made it. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, I mean, why wouldn't he? Plus, he was talking to a Philadelphia sports writer. So, of course, he's going to say, yeah, you know, these are some of the greatest times of my life. Are you going to? Should he just made a terrible joke? And I'm debating whether or not to even read it on the show. But now I feel like I have to because I stopped the show for it. Yeah. No, Joe is shaking his Joe is shaking his Lucia Libre mask. No. So, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to pass on that one. If you're watching the Facebook live uh, you can read the comment. All of those on 12 on Sports Radio. You don't even want to know. Okay, anyways. So, anyways, so <laughs> he's going on saying that, you know, he knows better and that it would, it would, and that Roy would want that P on his hat in Cooperstown. Well, turns out that there was an interview with Roy Holiday not too long after he retired. And somebody had asked him, hey, when, you know, you make it the Hall of Fame one day, you're, you, you know, you get that honor bestowed upon you. Uh, whose hat would you wear? And he's, he's like, oh, no doubt. Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> so, like, the question had already been asked before this guy wrote the article. He doesn't do any fact checking. He's basically just making up stuff about how he thinks, how he knows. So, with Roy that Holiday being said, though, and, with that yeah. being said, though, why is Roy Holiday's uh, widow saying, bro? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There it Dude. is. Um, there Towner. it is. Anyways, five minutes in the penalty box, dude. <laughs> five minute major for that joke. Not cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, now he's throwing out emojis for. Ah, oh, dude. Oh, Come on, man. We're gonna have to mute shitty. God, dude. Sort of, can we mute what, people what, from what, this? What are you doing? That's I. I just removed oh. it. I removed the comment. <laughs> Bro, I'm removing the other emoji. Oh, come 
Come on, man. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible stuff. Anyways, uh, so if, but it, here's my question, though. If, if Halliday came out and said, and there's record of him saying, no, I would go in with a Blue Jays hat, and that's on record of him saying that, why is his widow then saying, well, uh, nobody? We're not, like, is it because she doesn't want to be the bad guy? I, I was just going to say, I'm guessing she's just playing politics and is like, hey, look, I don't want, you know, people assassinating my character or they won't. They will tweet at the wrong person is what will happen. <laughs> that is what's going to happen if she makes this call. At Miss underscore holiday. <laughs> this is the most egregious thing you've ever done as a mother and a wife. How dare you? <laughs> Roy would have wanted to be a Philly. And actually, you know what? She's she's a smart one. She knows not to piss off those Philadelphia That's fans. That's true. You're crazy as shit. You don't. Yeah, you don't mess with those fans. I bet this is this shitty. is shitty. Yeah, this is no doubt. This be is ready shitty. to drop this call, Joe. Craftwood Sports. <laughs> who's this? Say your name. And um, this is Logan. Who is this? Hi. Say hi, Mike. Hi, Scott. Hi, Lo- hi, Joe. Hi, Scott. Hi, Bo- hi, Mike. Joe. I like. Hi. Say, so this is Logan. This is Logan. Hey, Logan. What's up, Logan? Well, I just wanted to call in real quick and show off, you know, the one dude with the three chicks. I'm here with my son. So let, let, let them know. I thought I could let him listen. We were going with the uh, FCC compliance stuff or whatever. Yeah. And then. Yep. And then uh, the the naked ladies were dropping uh, f bombs. <laughs> so uh, I, I hope I hope they're jealous. Yes, I'm watching Peppa Pig and uh, you know listening to you guys. And sorry, watching, sorry, so, Corey. Uh, get Logan back in there next week because we will be cleaner next week. We'll. I don't know. We can't oh. control the drunk line. Oh. <laughs> it is what it okay. is. Well, <laughs> well, there you go. He's got he's got all kinds of hot takes. So. <laughs> Okay, I would we'll love to hear a Logan take hot boys. take. Cheers, Corey. Oh, good times. <laughs> I was I wanted to hear a hot take from Logan. I wanted to hear him like come in with like Roy Halliday should wear a Blue Jays hat, and then I would have been like, "This is the greatest call ever." <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap that up. We were going to talk a little NHL All Star games since they're this weekend. Um, I I just wanted to say I still think that's the coolest way to do an All Star break ever is how the NHL does it. Duh. They do. Each division gets a team, and then they have a tournament, and it's awesome. They do playoffs better than anybody else, too. Yep. The mm-hmm. NHL does not get the respect that it deserves. And and that's coming from a guy who's like, every year, the NHL is great. I'm not going to watch it, but it's really good. <laughs> I, I say the same thing every year. God, I, they do everything right. I should total, totally be more into this, and I'm not. Yeah. And I don't know why, because I think the NHL is, is seriously awesome. Uh, all right, let's get into Consumer Canon here. Brought to us by Tavor. Yes, this week we have Coco Ecto from Decadent Ales, a coconut IPA, pina colada IPA. Uh, Joe, we'll go to you first because I got some salsa or some queso I got to eat. Um, it's very coconutty, so if you like coconut, <laughs> this beer is for you. <laughs> so uh-huh. is, is that a consume or a can? Uh, Let me ask you this. Do you like coconut? No. Okay, so that's a can. <laughs> Fair enough, Joe. That's uh, a can from Joe. Scott, consume it or can it? I'm going to consume it, but it's borderline. Mm-hmm. It's very bitter. Um, yeah, it is very coconutty. 
Uh, I, I feel like it was maybe skewed a little bit with the sandwiches, not gonna lie. Mmm, Mike finished the cheese. Jar queso all Ooh. the way down the gullet. How you feeling? Not good. Good. That got rough. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is like a block in my stomach. It, it's a consume, but it isn't it a hard, and it's not a hard, fast consume. I wouldn't try to really, you know, do too much to seek it out, but it's it's solid. Uh, you know, it's a, it's definitely a different type of IPA. I feel like IPA snobs would put their nose, noses up with this, though. Yeah, I was kind of upset that this wasn't, there wasn't enough ratings on rate beer, because I always like to see how it rates and then how it rates compared to its style, mm-hmm. because then you can see how fans of that style like it, and this one didn't have enough ratings right. to, to qualify. Um... It's interesting. Man, I'm on the fence on this one. I will say, I thought the French Toast IPA was like immediately, I'm I'm on board with this one. I like it. This one didn't give me that same feeling of like, man, I got, I'm glad we got two of these because I'm going to crush this one. Like I still have beer in the can left. There's still beer in the glass. The fact that it's slowing me down like that, I got to can it. I got to can this one. I would say I would not, if I saw it again and there was nothing else on the list that looked good, I'd get it. But it wouldn't be my first choice. I mean, again, I would tell people that this is very close to being a can, but it's one of those ones that I say it's interesting. <coughs> it's something different. If you're looking for something different. If you could find a can, you should get it and at least give it a shot. Yeah. But don't get more than one can. It's good, not great. It's a can. It's a. It's two cans and a consume. Fair a enough. borderline consume. A uh, consumer can are brought to you by Tavor. Uh... Next week, what are we going to do next week? Should we do that smorty Same next thing week? we do every week. Try to take over the world? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> God, shitty. Shitty is banned next week. <laughs> Is I like. I do. I, I, I got to give him credit though. I like how he's doubled down. Oh, he's it's, just it's all classic, in on this classic point. towner. Yeah, he's all in on this. Mad about joke. the comments gone, and then just gonna hammer him home. <laughs> he's completely derailed the comment section, much like Andy's call derailed the show. Uh, well, it was unique. It was great. It's I. It was fantastic. Megan, Hall of Fame caller, hundred <laughs> percent of the votes. She's right in first ballot. First ballot Hall of Fame caller, <laughs> Megan. The drunk friend of Andy. The blonde one. <laughs> we also learned. Blonde Megan. Poor Andy's sitting there just waiting on a redhead. Poor dude. He's like, two, I need three. Two is not <laughs> enough for me. Um, all right, let's get into our Would You Rather poll for the week. This week, we were asking, would you rather steroid users get in or steroid users be banned from the Hall of Fame? Uh, Scott, I will go to you first while I go in and cast my vote. Even though I made a compelling decision on saying that it doesn't matter whether or not they're in i'll just go ahead and put them all in yeah you know why because i i made the comment on somebody's post i think it was uh francisco had made the post about bonds and clemens and i said oh because it you know max kellerman had made a comment about putting him in and i said you know honestly bonds to me has always been a hall of famer because he was a hall of famer you know well before the roids he was going there so any of the roids or whatever and then for Roger Clemens, I don't think I would put him in because I think that he his career was on the downturn and he, that Royds ended up boosting his candidacy and putting him in the Hall of Fame because I don't know that had his career kept going the way it was when he was like at the end of his Boston robes just heading to Toronto that he would have ended up making the Hall of Fame. Uh, but 
whatever, put them both in. If it means, if it means you have to, if it's an all or none thing, then I put them all in and then you just tell the story. I'm the guy that's, you tell the story no matter what. I'm so. the guy that's voting for everybody on my ballot. So I'm putting them in just because they were on the ballot. But in all honesty, like I do feel like, yes, that was a time in baseball where steroids were rampant, but it wasn't just these guys doing steroids. Right. There were, uh, they were just the everybody. Best they act. were yeah. They were just doing the best while everybody was on steroids. So if you, if they weren't on steroids, maybe they just came back to the rest of the pack and they just didn't have mm, Scott. I don't know that. I, I don't know that it was easy Hall of Famer. That's that's the problem. I don't know that easy Clemens it being was. A, yeah. an easy one. Yeah, it's not a slam dunk. Right, like you're looking at a 76 percent guy, if anything. Right, right, when you're right. talking about getting votes, so at the lower end of the spectrum, and I don't think first ballot either. But then those last few yeah. years where he was on roids <laughs> and HGH up in Toronto, and then like that's when he got it there. So yeah, I would uh, I would just say that there were so many people, and baseball was so much fun during that time, during the McGuire and the Sosa chase. It was so much fun. It was must see TV, and I'm putting them in because. They did more for baseball, getting people to tune in than what we're seeing now. Now baseball says is all for keeping the cheaters out, which I can't. I can't I, even argue with. Well, that too. let's I see how it. everybody voted. Joe, how did the vote shake out this week? America has voted across Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Well, I didn't. I didn't look at Instagram. Fifty-eight <laughs> percent say let them in. There you I go. Know. Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty close. It's though. pretty, yeah, and I think that's how it's going to be, and that's why I don't think these guys get in because I think the baseball writers are probably around that same line where it's like, well, let them in. Don't, no, I'll never let them in, and then they, they it's just, just a stalemate where it's really just about there's fifty right. fifty. Right now, if it was a different time frame and all those old guys had died off, these guys might be in the Hall of Fame already. Well, that the writers were all all age, <laughs> right? Like, because I mean these. Uh, un- Unfortunately, maybe. I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. It's the era we grew up watching. Right, so, exactly. I mean, that's what we Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for listening in. We really appreciate it. It was an awesome show. We had a lot of fun. Hope you guys did too. Uh, be sure to follow the show at Crafty Sports on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow Scott at Scotty K underscore junior. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie 4. I'm at Mike Burlon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Cheers, everybody. Chick fil A, call us. <laughs>
Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.